Hey, real quick, I just wanted to let you know that Gabba Gabba Hunt is now a record store. Well, not really a store, but a booth at an antique store located in Eastridge Mall in Gastonia, North Carolina. Vintage Village is three stores down from Dillard's on the left. And my booth is on the left side of Vintage Village. It's the one with all the records. You can't miss it. I've got over a thousand records, toys, t-shirts, DVDs, VHS, all kinds of stuff there. So come check it out. Gabba Gabba Hunt Records and Vintage Goods located in Vintage Village at Eastridge Mall, Gastonia, North Carolina. You are now listening to the Gabba Gabba Hunt Talks Podcast, where we bring you conversations with people connected to the Carolina's underground music scene. Your host, Mike Phillips of Van Huskins. I need to be a little bit more professional about it when I do it. But a lot of times I just want to like set it up and hit record and go. Yeah. Um, but I've been having some issues, I, I think, with some shorts and these cables, but I can't figure out which ones. And I don't always keep an eye on the little the levels. So I think what I need to do is just I need to actually start wearing headphones every time <laughs> like I should. Listen. In the very beginning, I was going to wear headphones the whole time. I was going to have it set up to where everybody could have headphones if they wanted to. And, but then it was just like, man, it's just so much more casual to not be wearing the head, headphones. <laughs> I Yeah. I'd be, a, it's actually the opposite for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I need to make sure I'm close enough. <clears throat> and don't worry too much about being like right on the microphone. I, I, I'll, in, in this room, it always works out well. Okay, cool. Um, and I always work with the levels like after the fact. I'd rather you just kind of be relaxed and have a conversation than to be like up here talking like this. Yeah, for and, sure. And it actually makes it easier for me because I just crank my thing. As long as nobody's like up. peeking, I just I crank it up and let it go and just whip it back. I just every now and then, like if we get too loud or laugh too loud or something, it'll go into yeah. red, but it never messes it up. Yeah, for sure. I mean, for, for what I'm putting out. The SM58 is like classic for a reason yeah, yeah. it works for everything i want to get better microphones honestly but you know i mean it, 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 this works fine for in here but when i take it out somewhere in public it yes doesn't work so yeah well you anymore. gotta get something better to combat the elements <laughs> but i haven't done too many like that there's just been a couple and it's like well you can hear the important stuff and yeah there's a lot of background noise but oh well <laughs> yeah that's part of the uh the experience i guess yeah it's like you're there with with you having the conversation too. Yeah. So how are you doing today? Uh, I'm good, man. Did you, uh, did you get did you get sick at all this week? No, dude. I okay. I, I heard Eric did too. Yeah, I saw I saw Eric little... today and, and he was he was still he said he was still a little bit sick. Mine mine was like super quick. Like it was over good. with pretty pretty fast. And it was very mild. I don't know, it was it was almost like my allergies were really bad, but I knew I was like, I don't think there's really anything that should make my allergies this bad right now. Yeah, um, I, I feel you on that. I was like that maybe a month ago, but man, this it, once fall hits, really, it's just like hit or miss, just the yeah. darts on the calendar. Yeah, I'll probably have the sniffles that week. <laughs> and, and ever since I had, well, I was sick at the, like the very beginning of COVID, sort of before they sort of announced it. And ever since that sickness, like, I, I'm pretty sure it's probably COVID. Yeah. But ever since then, I've, I've had some real, like, respiratory issues and stuff. Mm. And that's, anytime I, I get, like, a little bit sick or something, it just exacerbates that Yeah. For, for a few days. And it, that, I've been dealing with that the past couple of days, but no fever. And I felt fine. I'm, like, 100% running around. But every now and then, I've got to cough something up. Yeah. Um, 
Luckily, but, I don't think I've caught it. Yeah, I've yeah. never tested positive, and I've taken yeah. a fuck ton of tests. <laughs> well, I, I took a bunch of tests this week, but you know, I've had COVID, and, and it never felt like COVID when it went over. I was like kind of under the weather Sunday right. and Monday. I never really felt like COVID, um, but I, I still took tests just to be sure. Absolutely, these days you just you want to be sure. It's just like part um, of the nature now. <laughs> but and that's that's what we were talking about, like. I didn't really advertise it on Facebook that I got sick this week because I, right. I've seen some people take that and start talking trash about places. Like there was somebody that yeah, right well, after the right after New Year's they, they um, I saw them comment about Milestone. Be careful going to that place. I know like seven people that got COVID on New Year's Eve. I mean, it could happen literally anywhere. Uh, yeah, I, that's why and, I responded to him. I was like, "Hey, in that in that case, you might want to be careful no matter where you go because yeah. COVID's not exclusive to the Milestone." He exactly. said, "Exactly." Forget I said anything, and then he unfriended me, and I'm like. Oh, Whatever, yeah. Man. But uh, forget just, I said anything. But I'm going to take it personally and unfriend you. Yeah, you can't hold it against a, a venue for that happening because these, days, especially these days, and on uh, New Year's Eve especially. But you yeah, know, these days we all pretty much make up our minds that if we're going to go out, we're going to raw dog the world. That's the risk. We're willing to take the chance of that we're prob- possibly going to encounter something, especially during the winter. So right. everybody yeah. that went out to Tommy's on on Saturday night made that decision before they went. That, right. Well. If I get sick, it's going to be worth it because I want to yeah. go see this show. It was worth Mike spitting all over me. For- <laughs> yeah, that's why I feel bad. Like, you know, because I started feeling it Sunday morning. I might have, like, I might have been the one that brought it in there. I don't know. I mean, you were also playing. I don't know. You're yelling. Yeah, so if I'm yelling and if I do have something that I'm contagious and I don't really know it yet because I don't really know how that works. We learned a lot more about that since COVID, but I still don't really completely understand nah. it. And I don't know that. The explanations are always 100% in stone. It's sort of like, well, you know, you can be contagious and not be, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. I was up there singing, so sorry, everybody. I think the, uh, <laughs> I think the message is don't spit on people. Yeah. Anyway, okay. I, I'm going to leave all this in because I did kind of want to talk about that because, I mean, I think everybody kind of has come to that realization that, you know, if you're going to go out, because we did it all the time, like three years ago, four years ago. For sure. We'd play a show in the middle of winter. And everybody ended up sick the next week. Now, yeah. I don't specifically remember that, but I know it probably happened, and we just didn't think about it right. like we do now. And, I mean, even family things, you get together. Mm. Oh, yeah, we had that 4th of July thing, and somebody had some, – 4th of July was probably a bad example, but, like, you yeah. know, a Thanksgiving thing, and everybody yeah. gets yeah. it. And, you know, not COVID, just the cold or whatever. It just yeah. happened that COVID was so – contagious that it just made us all a lot more aware, aware of, of how gross the world is exactly and, and <laughs> how this stuff travels and, and 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 spreads and and now we're just more hyper aware of it like every time, time. every time we get a sniffle like oh what's that oh crap <laughs> i'll go buy a test yeah so anyway. at least we don't have to wait in a line anymore in like yeah, a car line that I was doing that uh, with the Star Med stuff. Yeah, yeah. It seemed like once or twice a week for most of 2020. Selfishly, there's a lot I miss about that, that year because, I mean, it, it was good money for delivery. Oh, yeah, I'm there sure. There was hardly anybody on the roads. Yeah. Um, and even, you know, when I could start venturing out, there was hardly anybody in the stores. Right. But I don't really miss that time at no, all. Other, than, other than those, like, 
three three or four things I just mentioned. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it, there were definitely some positives of the the world healing, yeah. <laughs> breathing a little bit. Anyway, um, I'm talking to TJ Bravo today, and I know that's not your real last name. I've actually no. forgotten your real last name, and you don't have Perfect. to say your real Perfect. last name. We'll keep because it that way. everybody knows just TJ Bravo anyway. Yeah, that's good. Did that name come from Johnny Bravo, or it it literally came from a stupid Facebook thing, like for 12 years ago something yeah, yeah. like that i don't remember how long and well, I, mean, I, I just changed it and then it shortly after that they started locking down on the real name stuff yeah yeah which i mean there's still a lot of people out there who don't have their real oh, names yeah. but i was just like all right i'm sticking with this yeah. now <laughs> i just wondered if that came because i know like i've come up with stuff before and just I, I, I kind of thought, figured maybe it came from I Johnny Bravo. I, on just, a, it was Johnny Bravo related, but I can't remember what it was. Yeah, what the actual inception of what? But I like changed my profile picture to that, and mm -hmm. then changed the last name, and then it was just like, all right, I'm just gonna keep it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's sort of actually talk about what we usually talk about, not your name, uh, but. I guess we can start with sort of what I always say first musical memory or the thing about music that grabbed you when you were a kid. Oh, that, that's wow. another reason why I don't like wearing, wearing the headphones is because I'll do stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just karate chopping the recording equipment. I mean, I just, uh, my mom always listened to a lot of oldies. Mm -hmm. And that's like 90.3 WRBK out of chester is one of my favorite radio stations locally yeah and he's who whoever's running that station is great because mm -hmm. they i don't know it's better than most of the oldies stations that's a side this is all a is that station track, still still in it's still going today? now it's still, yeah. the, still the same format. it's still doing and it's uh commercial free or you know, it's a public station. It's a ninety so point what? 90.3. 90 I'll try to see if I can pick that up. Uh you may be able to yeah, out I here, probably but can. it's it's fantastic. Uh but that so that era, you know, fifties, sixties kinda my dad calls it bubblegum pop mm -hmm. is kind of like a big influence on me. My dad listened to a lot of nineties country and classic rock. And so that was like both of those kind of, I kind of rejected both of those for a long time yeah. and then re fell in love with them again. But, uh, I guess like the first real, like, I love music. This is what's gonna, you know, this is going to take me is, mm -hmm. uh, I was in eighth grade and there's this band out of Clover called don't tell Dick. Okay. And, they played like pop punk to be general and their drummer lived in my neighborhood mm -hmm. and I would hitch rides to shows and it was the coolest fucking thing I'd seen. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, we're hanging out and everybody's around, but like there's a kick-ass band playing. Was it like a, like house shows mm -hmm. or parties or was it, it would be like, they would rent out a space. Mm hmm. There's also this place, maybe you remember it, we may have talked about it, in Charlotte called The Boiling Point. Boiling Point. Sounds familiar. And I don't remember what it was exactly, because mm -hmm. I was in the eighth grade when I went, but like, 
uh, I remember seeing my so-called band there. Okay. And that was kind of a game changer. The regulars there, they brought out basically a rolling chair mosh pit. Mm-hmm. And it was like, this is the coolest, like, there's like six office chairs yeah. <laughs> that people are just pushing around in the middle of this community space, I guess, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term. Because I, I don't know, I think there was a free store and they did art stuff there, but it's called The Boiling Point. That's Ooh, all I so know. It sounds familiar, but I don't, I can't specifically place it. So, yeah. But I, I, my memory from that time is, it's a little fuzzy sometimes. <laughs> I understood. Yeah, this is like early 2000, probably like... 2000. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, man. It, also, around that time, I was sort of in and out of, of the scene as well. So okay, some things fair I enough. I might have been aware of. Yeah. But when I, I saw that, like, to my, you know, ch- church going every Sunday life, mm-hmm. this was like the greatest chaos I had ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, the regular things that you learn about a mosh pit, you know, people are n- knocking each other over and being picked up almost mm-hmm. in the same motion. You know, that's it, just all those things kind of like, I don't know, exploded. And oh, I was yeah. like, okay, <laughs> this is, this is where I belong. So I was going to, one of the questions I was going to ask you was going to be when you became aware that there was a local scene. So you were at, at eighth grade, at least already, maybe even earlier. Than not, that. not, I wouldn't even say local scene. Mm-hmm. I was aware of the four local bands that I'd seen. Maybe, yeah. maybe. Clover were so, f- that's where I went to high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so far kind of away from everything. Yeah. So like, there were, at any given time, four to six bands in Clover that would randomly do shows mm-hmm. at a rented building or at the park pavilion, you know, anywhere that had power, we would VFW halls and stuff like that. Yeah, as long as I've been aware of the scene, Clover Clover's always had something percolating. Yeah, there. there's always been, there's always, and I just remembered, I forgot. To bring you stuff, oh, okay. But I, <laughs> we'll get that, together again br- br- Speaking, <laughs> you're of not that far down Clover, the road. Just... No, not at all. Uh, but you know, I had I was aware of that all because the drummer of this band lived in my neighborhood, mm-hmm. and I don't know. They Do were you remember just... the names of the other bands that? Oh man, uh, Summit was one of them. Okay. Um, jeez, that's hard. Uh. No, I can't remember. Okay. By the time I was playing in bands in high school, there was a whole new crop, I guess. Asher, that was another band from Clover. Okay. Um, yeah, see, I think, like, the accidents sort of fizzled around that time and then picked okay. back up a few years later. And during that time, it was just like, that was when I was getting married and right all that stuff. So it was, I was sort of in and out of the scene. So right, I, there, yeah, there's, there's a lot of bands I wasn't really on. that aware of. I, I would be at a, a, a few shows here and there, but um, yeah, real life happened during that time. I, yeah. I kind of miss, you know, hate I missed out on so much, but yeah, there's a lot of, it, it was really cool because uh, I don't know. It, it just felt the DIY thing that I later like really gravitated to. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of started with that like hey here's some high school kids that just 
rented this building to do a festival. Yeah. And it was just like, all right, that's how it's done. You know? Oh, t-shirts are made by you just print out you know, an iron on, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. how your t-shirts are made. You <laughs> we know, did plenty, we did plenty of those <laughs> and it's like, okay, cool. That's how we do it. We do it. Mm. And so when I was, I joined a band and I think I was in 10th grade and that's what we did. We would just rent out this empty room. Mm-hmm. They would called it the party house. In Clover, because they were just renting it out for events, and we'd rent it out on a Friday night and sell candy and stuff, because we didn't have to get alcohol permits or anything, Mm -hmm. because we were 17, Yeah, (laughs) and have six bands play, charge $5 or whatever, Mm -hmm. and it was just, I don't know, it was really cool to be a part of that. Yeah. What was the first band that you you played in? I was in a band called Polish Friday. played bass uh yeah all the bases all okay. the, the bases i've been in were i uh, played bands yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um but uh i did play drums in a church band one time okay but that was not good <laughs> it's not good like, because you weren't a good drummer or not good because you weren't yeah, into that music? All, all of that <laughs> all of it like i mean i can keep a beat mm-hmm. but that's it yeah like and maybe not a consistent one. <laughs> I, but, I can relate, you know. But, uh, I can keep a good beat on the bass, but you give me right. drums and I got to mix my legs yeah, and Yeah, once arms your and feet are involved, it's like, <laughs> no, that's a whole nother ball. That's for other people. That is not for me. That's for the one drummer in town who has to play in all the bands, you know. <laughs> Stan Gibson in Rock Hill, he has to play in every band, I think. Just, oh yeah, just because yeah. he's—I've heard the know. name. It's come up on the yeah, podcast from several Motel times. Motel Glory. I'm uh, I'm actually playing in a band now with him uh, through the. Have you heard of the band from a hat? Oh yeah, that yeah. we do over there. Yeah. So 
just started a we're, we've had like two practices okay sweet. there so something's yeah. coming up there but uh yeah i've played in polish friday in high school and then they were all a year older than me mm-hmm. so when they went to college i was kind of bandless for a while was and, that like i guess a punk rock band or what yeah that? uh it was kind of it was everything i've done has been you know there's been some punk rock poured all over it mm-hmm. but uh it was like uh, pixies influence mm-hmm. devo yeah. influence that, that kind of um there's a little bit of everything yeah, going yeah. on in there but you know it, we didn't turn down any ideas yeah. because why would we? <laughs> yeah. you know, that's that's like, how I've always the, felt. The band also had an expiration date mm-hmm. like from early. So it was just like, all right, you know, whatever, whatever happens, happens. Was it originals that you yeah, played? Yeah, okay. we played all originals. That's I've all, only been in bands that played originals too. Yeah. So I've made no money. <laughs> well, it depends on the kind of cover band you're playing too, and, and yeah, that's true. That, all that, so you know, you can, you can play covers and, and still make like a couple hundred bucks on the weekend, right? But you can also play covers and make a couple thousand. Couple on the thousand, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I've, I've never did my toes into that. You know, I've always liked playing covers in bands, but I've never played just covers. See, the I first had... band I had was the closest we got to that, just because we would play like. Five cover songs in every every yes. every show we played, but we also played for like forty five minutes for some reason because yes, we were young you and didn't know anybody. You had the microphone <laughs> exactly. It, it was like me and Matt talked about it. We didn't know if we get the chance to do it again. Yes, so we were going to do it for you know as long as we felt like we needed to that time. <laughs> Man, we took advantage of that in that high school band often. Like yeah. we would, uh, of just we're going to take as much time as we can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it was just like that uh inexperienced of not having to be that second band you know (laughs) waiting on the first band who didn't know what they were doing to play 45 (laughs) 50 minutes um but yeah that was so fun and i later started our we started a band with the singer from polish friday uh i don't remember when that was 2012 maybe uh, called Legs. And then you open it up 
that was really fun. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a similar vibe as Polish Friday, but a little more mature, maybe. Yeah. We should have been, at least. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still, like, just silly. Mm. Because we're silly. Like Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. yeah. Like, w- we had written all these songs and then decided, you know what? Let's make this a rock opera. <laughs> and so we... I don't know, created a story mm-hmm. out of these songs that is not any kind of story, actually. <laughs> but it made sense at the time. That sounds like I was in one of those Spotify leagues one time, and we did a, let's do a rock opera. And, you know, because we'd vote on each one, whatever the coolest song was, the story ended up making no sense at all. Yes. It started off pretty cool with, like, the first three or four songs, and then after that it was like, wait a minute, what are we even How doing How did we anymore? get here? Yeah. <laughs> it was finally like, okay, time to wrap this up. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a whole section on, on the, it's, the album is called, uh, Legs Presents a Space Goddessy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's a whole section in the middle of my, my best friend in the back of a car, just ranting about what this story could be one yeah. night. <laughs> And we just were like, yeah, let's put that on the album. Why not? <laughs> like, and it's weird, like three a.m. Mm-hmm. rambling of about twin truckers and space gods and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Now I didn't really ask you um, when you started playing an instrument. Like, was that was uh, that was that before? Or did you just learn to play for that first band that you started? Uh, I didn't really. I, I noodled. Mm-hmm. I guess I like I had a guitar for a while and I knew like maybe G and D mm-hmm. like I don't know that I knew C yet like yeah. I knew very few guitar chords and then at some point I think I had heard you know you, you can get in a band if you play bass mm-hmm. <laughs> so I I was like 14 and or maybe 15 and i asked my parents for a bass and i got one for christmas just Mm -hmm. like the basic squire p bass and you know fiddled with it but didn't really learn how to play until i was in the band Mm -hmm. like playing with the other guys a cat trying to escape over here. Trying to escape. She's, Stay she's, there. she's the one that has to be left by herself because she can't get along with, with, with one of the other ones. Uh, oh, man. Shame cat. Uh, I might have to shut that door just so she doesn't do that. But uh, I know what. I'll pick it up on the... <laughs> Keep talking. But, uh, yeah, I just kind of following the guitar playing of the other guys and make it more than anything trying to make it interesting for myself yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh man too bad this wasn't a video podcast that would have been well i forgot forgot this chair i just lowered it i just usually sits up a lot higher than this (laughs) uh but yeah it's just like and even since then i love to play with people who are way better than me Mm -hmm. which is most people because i feel like I, I, I understand that i feel like i'm better because i'm trying to keep up with them mm, yeah yeah um and i i don't know it's 
I I just love to play with people who know what they're doing because I really don't. Yeah. Like, like I don't. <laughs> I just like I, I don't. I, never, I know I never the roots. Learned, I never learned how to play bass. I taught yeah. myself how to play bass, and so therefore I just know how I play bass. Yes. I don't. I can't tell you theory. I I nope. can't. I can't. T- I can't tell you all the notes. I yeah. can just be like, yeah, just play something. I'll play along with you. Well, I can figure out most. I have to figure it out though. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, yeah, naturally exactly, come yeah. to me. Like, oh yeah, this is an F. Yeah, that's like, that's me too. It's that's like I have to figure it. Like, just just show me, man. Just play it. Yeah, you count, play it. And yeah, but just play, play it slow for it a second. <laughs> play it slow for a second, and I can figure it out. That's how like uh, the guy Stuart, one of the guys we're playing with now. He's uh, man, he's fucking kick ass at guitar, mm. and so I'm trying to like keep up with him. But I'm like, hold on, do that same thing. But slower this time, and and then we'll speed it up after that. Yeah. And it's nothing. I mean, I don't know. I I just don't know. I didn't never learn scales or anything like that. Um, I did play the cello when I was in the sixth grade. Okay. But I never had a cello, so it's like, how much can you really learn in? Mm-hmm. however long a class period is for half of a year that's like you know trombone i played for yeah. a year and a half but i might as well have never played right it, 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 I, I couldn't t- i couldn't tell you the first thing about it <laughs> if if i had one at home like it was a special occasion to have the cello at home it's like mm-hmm. so i don't know just because they're expensive, like yeah, you yeah. can't just you can't buy a cheap cello. Really, yeah. they don't make the Walmart version of a cello yet. <laughs> Especially, or they definitely didn't then. Maybe they do now. I'd buy one actually if it was. Yeah, yeah. I'd do that. Would you join my cello band? <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, <laughs> I do want to start a band with all bass players. I, I thought about doing with. Like, not all bass players, but like two bass players. I no, I want to do it like all bass, mm-hmm. percussion, and everything is done with basses. Yeah, I don't know how to do that, <laughs> but I think it's a cool idea. If somebody steals that, you owe me ten percent, <laughs> or or at least like let you audition for the for yeah the yeah <laughs> and a Schlatsky sandwich, please. Uh. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm keep trying to recruit people for that band, but everybody's like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's exactly what I said." Yeah. So switch the bass, started the bands. So you up to legs now is what the band. Oh, the legs! We yeah, about. played in legs. We played for I guess five ish years, mm-hmm. and uh, we, I mean, everything I've done has been played locally, really, or in the Carolinas. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh we released a few uh two EPs and a full length that is on Spotify now legs yeah. with 3 Gs and then during that same time Mr. Gold was a two guitar and drummer band and they kind of recruited me I won't give you answers I'm just I'm just saying I'm having one now Don't even know 
I recorded a split EP with Legs and Mr. Gold. Yeah. And, and you rec- you recorded that like you yeah did, like at my house yeah. yeah. Did you record it on like a digital recorder? Or yeah, what? I had this full. I don't know what it was. Twenty four track, mm-hmm. like late nineties thing that I had found at a pawn shop. Okay. Yeah. That you know by today's standards it just it it's a dinosaur. Yeah, it yeah. just took forever to do anything. And, and I guess you taught yourself to do that as well. Like, right, yeah. yeah. Kind of, I mean, just fiddling around. Like, I, I downloaded and printed the uh, the whole manual mm-hmm. out at work, and uh, so I didn't have to use my. I, uh, you I know. think we've all done that I mean, before. It's <laughs> print, print the manual it was out like, work. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is much, way more pages than I thought uh, it was going to be, but here we are. <laughs> um, but was able to get. Uh, get a i think a pretty decent sound for especially what it was mm-hmm. and uh shortly after that they uh that i think that is on bandcamp still shortly after that they asked me to play with them mm-hmm. and i don't know how long i played with them maybe a, two years yeah with mr gold i know that's when and we that first was fun. was playing right show together and we we played we played several shows together. Yeah, Mr. Gold played a ton of shows. Yeah. I feel like that was probably the most active band because I feel like mm-hmm. we were playing even when Legs Legs was playing probably once a month. Mr. Gold was like, no, once a week we we were out there. <laughs> it seemed like at least. And for I never a really. While. I always had a hard time describing that band, but it was I, I loved it so much. It was it was it it's was really different. It was quirky. It almost sounded like. Sound like a lot of pieces of bands I listened to back in the early nineties. Yeah, um, but and like I, not the not the popular bands, all the like the weird bands. <laughs> I actually got turned on to a lot of bands because people were like, "Oh man, y'all sound so much like the Jesus Lizard," mm-hmm. and I was like, "I didn't really know who I'd heard the name, I guess, but I never really listened to it." Yeah, yeah. And now I'm like, "What was I? Why was I not <laughs> listening to this?" You know, and. uh I don't know. That was a fun band to play with. And then uh, our guitar player moved and mm-hmm. it just like it kind of fizzled. And during that time, we, uh, I work over at the courtroom mm-hmm. for, which is now called Don't Sweat It Incorporated. Yeah, talk, talk about uh, that a little bit. Uh, this is a good interlude to that. Um, it's a nonprofit out of Rock Hill that we are trying to promote affordable, accessible, local, original music mm-hmm. for York County. And we're mainly hosted out of a literal old courtroom in downtown Rock Hill, mm-hmm. which is, I know you've been there. It's yeah, such a beautiful there. space. And then they, they're able to let a bunch of punk rockers come and play. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's awesome. It's just, it's just I, a really cool environment mm-hmm. to be able to see a show and to play a show. Um, and I mainly work the bar there now and I'm help, I'm on the board of the nonprofit and stuff, but uh, we host a thing uh, mainly when it seems like the band pool in Rock Hill is getting a little low. Mm-hmm. We'll throw a thing called Band from a Hat yeah. where... The, as many musicians as we can get to sign up, put their name in, and 
what they play, and basically we pick drummers as captains because mm. you got to have some sort of percussion, mm. you, know, you know, as a the backbeat of your band, and then build it out from there. Well, while I was in, we were still doing Legs and Mr. Gold. I signed up for Band from a Hat, and we started. Chase Warren in the home records. Oh, yeah. yeah. Has that work bell on yet? I need me a beer and a cigarette. I need me some football on a TV set. Is that work bell on yet? Well, I hit that door yet again. I do it every day. While I'm busting rocks, the calendar fades away. kind of like a rockabilly that's what the goal was mm-hmm. but again i think it all we all just kind of ended up being like southern punk rock because mm-hmm. like there is here's a punk rock song but there's a little twang to it yeah you know that's that's kind of what it ended up which i mean that was a fun band to oh, play it was, it was a and, fun band to see too. uh and we were probably a band for about five years or so. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a really good time. We never recorded anything okay. official. Yeah. Uh, which that's kind of a bummer, but, you know, they're all still around. Maybe we'll yeah. get together and <laughs> record something, yell at each other a little bit. Did that just fall apart for lack of time? Yeah. Or it, lack just... of time. Everybody was busy. I moved to Charlotte at the time oh. and then. Uh, our drummer was going back to school to uh, Clemson, so it's just like, yeah, it was just a, just a fizzling situation. Everything just kind of happened all at once, and it was like, all right, yeah. But yeah, I am bummed we never recorded anything with that. Um, Mr. Gold did do a full length while I was still in the band, yeah, and 
that's on Bandcamp, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and I recorded most of that too. Mm-hmm. Um, if not all of that, that my house in Rock Hill, um, on that same shitty all in one yeah. thing that, <laughs> like, when I say this thing is a dinosaur, like to transfer a file from this from the hardware mm-hmm. to a computer file so I could like do some proper editing to yeah. it. It was it was like forty five minutes a track. Oh wow. Like if I'm lucky. <laughs> Just like <laughs> all right, we gotta figure out a more productive way than this. Yeah. <laughs> or get it on the first take. Which that's never happened. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't happen. <laughs> it's it rarely happens. But I think I think we maybe did it once. Nice. We, we got one song on the first take and Ben's notorious for saying, Well, you wanna you wanna try that again? No. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, not that one. No, we're not doing it. And it was it was cool because it was one that had this little pause in it. And we we all had to come in at the same time. Yes. And we didn't count or anything and we nailed it. And that's why uh, that's why we could not yeah, redo it. it you can't like, <laughs> Man, I, I, y'all kicked ass last week, by the way. Y'all were so good oh, last thank week. You, thank you. Like I'm such a big fan of y'all, but the whole show was uh, Neon Death. Is that that was the first time I'd seen them, and I was like blown away. I really like their sound. They're they're like uh, they're doomy, but they're not. They're not really metal, but they've got metal elements. And then I I hear a little bit of Tool in it too, but not in a bad way. I'm not a Tool fan, but it's like a post-punk doom. Yeah, more. I don't know. I yeah. I, I dug them. I saw them back in November and. At that time, I had just booked that show. Oh, and yeah. I knew Bogloaf was going to be on it because Eric was like immediately like, Bogloaf. I said, yeah. yeah, yeah, we want to play with them. I was trying to figure out the third band, and I'd already written to one band, but they were taking their time getting back to me. And then I saw them, and I'm like, that's the band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah they the were one. so good. Uh, and Bogloaf, man, they're they're hot right now. And I, I don't yeah. even normally like stoner metal mm-hmm. i guess is what i keep hearing them classified as yeah I, I sort of uh, but i don't i love them like i don't know it's like hypnotizing mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't just zone out i, I love I, the, the the lyrics are funny <laughs> yeah it's just it's so everything about it's just good yeah absolutely i they're killer yeah and just and they're tight too mm-hmm. i mean any band that's playing as regularly as they are is going to be tight yeah. so yeah, they play pretty frequently. I think they're playing again February 19th. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, Tommy's again. I'm, I'm nice. Tr- trying to see that. Well, that's affordable. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. them and uh, Occult Fracture and somebody else. Oh, No Anger Control. It's like, oh, it's like a really good show. It's a good show. It's like oh, a, I did see this. I did see, the, really. I did see the flyer for this. Okay. Yeah, that's a great show. Yeah, so November, I mean, November, February 19th, that's where you need to be. (laughs) If you're planning for November now, (laughs) I'm going to forget. I'm still, I said it a couple of minutes ago, so it's snuck back in there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, um, I don't know if you want to talk more about the courthouse or. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, if you're in Rock Hill or if not, uh, check us out. Uh, Don't sweat it, Inc. Let me let me look up the proper branding on that because because okay. this is a it, it's worth a drive I feel, feel like if there's a band that you oh it's definitely it's it's I a mean, cool venue you'll you'll definitely love seeing a, a a show in there I just want to make sure I'm not screwing up I, beware of the elevator oh yeah does the elevator still work 
it does work. Yeah. Uh, just don't hold it. If you hold the elevator, I mean, this building was built in the early 1900s mm-hmm. and served as a courthouse, I think, until the 80s. Um, and now there's art studios throughout the building, and we're upstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the elevator is an adventure. The <laughs> elevator is a little sketch. So it's don't sweat it underscore. I N C on Instagram. Um, and we post about all the shows. The next one is uh March 3rd telepathetics. If you haven't seen oh, them, yeah. they're awesome. Yeah, they're I've, so I've good. not seen them live yet, but I've seen oh, some man. video. Yeah. It's, it's really incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Gentry, the he's, head of don't sweat it ink yeah um, i need to get him on here yeah you absolutely do he's he's great and i mean he's been in, uh he's i think he was in a band called candy jerk that was really before i knew him mm-hmm. um and he's the bass player for motel glory mm-hmm. um and but he's the front man of telepathetics and it's a new side of my friend that i really like yeah. <laughs> he's like oh man it's it's great it's like an art installation of a band mm-hmm. which is i mean we've seen enough dudes stand up and play some guitar yeah, yeah, let's yeah, get some weird up in yeah. there you know <laughs> we've seen enough uh me and yous up there let's yeah, exactly. get some weird yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've got three bands playing the same night all doing the same thing like yeah exactly <laughs> uh which i mean i have been that band too the yeah. the standing stuff i feel like i'm a little more comfortable now than i I think sometimes just getting, getting a dedicated front person adds a, another dimension to a band because, like, yeah, like, absolutely. That show last week was three three piece bands, so nobody, yeah, everybody's got an instrument in their hand. Yeah, which I also feel like I don't know. There's a comfort level too there mm-hmm. with with a guitar in your hand. It's like a safety blanket, oh, yeah, you definitely. know. And so, like, <laughs> I wouldn't want to be up there. I mean, now I, I would. That's I've always said that if something happened and. Like my, I just couldn't use my hand anymore. That I'd just probably be a singer or yeah. a screamer for a band. Yeah, uh, but I'd have to get that. I'd have to figure out my comfort level with that. So like, here's what you do: next time we do band from a hat, <laughs> sign up for vocals. And it's here. It, the great thing about that is there's a guaranteed show. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we'll do that. I think the date on that is March 24th um, for the band from a hat showcase. Yeah. Um, so every, all the bands that made it the three months to the show will get 10 to 15 minutes mm-hmm. of a set. And then I can't remember who, there's another band, like an established band is playing as well. Um, but it's it, like, you can be in a band for three months, mm-hmm. play a show. Basically just have the goal of playing that show and yeah. that be it. Or, or you can be a band for five years. Yeah. And like Gasp, I don't know if you know them yeah. locally. They're a band from a hat. Yeah, is that uh, a band. Squirt, Squirt Vial? Squirt Vial mm-hmm. is one. Uh, Space Daddy and the Galactic Go-Go's okay. are another yeah. one. And it's just, it's really cool. But then, you know, I was in one that played the one show. Mm-hmm. Um, we were called Burger Babies. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> With a name like that, you probably were bound to just play one it show. It was just one show, and it was fine. It was, you know, I've played worse shows. Yeah. <laughs> I've played better shows too. You know, I but. guess. The, I guess the thing is, you're gonna have to have people that are willing to to 
find one day a week to practice. Right. And that's not, not blow it off and, and end up just. So normally, you know, we'll form five to eight bands mm -hmm. and three to five bands will make yeah. it for the showcase. Move your phone over there. Oh, sorry. I, mean, I just, I started hearing it a little bit. It'll, gotcha. it'll give interference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, as I was picking it up, I felt it uh, vibing. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's a really cool experience either way. You know, you get to play with, like I was talking before, like I didn't really feel like I knew how to play the bass until I was playing with other people. Mm -hmm. Like, and that goes with all the instruments, like just sitting in your room and playing by yourself, you know, it has its merit, but even now, like I don't practice. That, that works for some people, but it just didn't work for me. Yeah. It, was, I, it wasn't until I got in a room with some other people. Yeah, exactly. And it like, I don't know. It's just not enjoy, not as enjoyable to just pick up the guitar mm -hmm. and just play it just to play it. Yeah. I wanted to be playing with the goal of creating something, preferably with other people, you mm -hmm. know? Um, that was me. Like, I, I had a guitar. I fiddled around. I, I would learn some things from Tab in a, in a, in a yeah, guitar yeah. magazine. Tabs were big. But I would just kind of get bored playing by myself because I couldn't quite play it like it was on the cassette yes. tape or the record or whatever. And uh, so I just kind of got bored with it. But it, when I found people to create with... Even though I wasn't that good, it was like, well, we found a guy that could play guitar. Yeah. So now I'm going to switch to bass. And, and he would kind of help me figure out what I was doing. But yes. it was pretty much like we, we we wrote, our first song we wrote was two chords. It was just two chords all well, the way through. Yeah. And we'd speed it up for the, the, or slow it down for the chorus or whatever, speed it up. But uh, that was what taught me how to play. I was like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing and this is what I'm doing. So the next song was like three chords or four chords. Yeah. And it was, I'd figured it out. And then, then I was writing my own song and like three weeks earlier, I, w I didn't really know what I was doing with the guitar. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't take, it, I mean, people get intimidated, but like once you get over that hump of, I can, it, this is accessible. Mm -hmm. This isn't, you don't have to be, I don't know. A virtuoso to be you able don't have to, to be do any this. Of it. I always say you don't have to be any of it, Halen. You can be Sid Vicious. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not completely. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that guy had some problems. Oh, no, yeah, definitely. I hear. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, it used to be beers whenever you hear that crack on the podcast, but now it's usually. <laughs> carbonated water <laughs> you you got to keep the illusion this is radio we're sitting here wearing tuxedos oh yeah, yeah. i dressed up i took a shower today well, one of those is true i do still drink beer every now and then but just not like i used to i like i, I may, feel or may like, not have one at the rooster tonight i'm not sure yeah i mainly at a show something about being at a show just makes me need to have not need I guess, yeah but I really want to have a beer. Well, like, one thing that, that the rooster has they carry they carry liquid death so like you can kind of yeah. feel like you're drinking a beer. Yes, <laughs> but I something about that liquid death. There's like a that metallicy something that I'm like, <laughs> uh, this is okay, but yeah. not preferred. <laughs> not preferred. But yeah, I'll probably end up getting like one beer and then that'll be it. Yeah. Or two, maybe. 
I just get tired if I have too many. I'm like, all right, I gotta go take a nap now. Well, I noticed last week at Tommy's, there were a lot of people because they they've got like plenty of uh, non-alcoholic options. They've yeah, got, they've got a, a menu of mocktails. Um, they've got non-alcoholic like whiskey and gin and stuff like that. They've got different drinks, you know, like non-alcoholic beer and stuff. I noticed a lot of people drinking those. Really? Okay. And we got paid pretty well last week. And I, I think Jamie and Stacy have figured it out because a lot of people have kind of stepped away from drinking. Right. Especially the, the, those of us who've gotten older. Right. Um, but we're all, we've all gotten older. But Right. Know, sure. People around my age, around, you know, late 40s, 50s, a lot of us are giving up for health reasons, you know. Um, and so you go to the bar and, and just get a cup of water or something. And you right. throw them a couple of bucks and a tip, but they're not making any money off of that. Right. But now that they've got these other options. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, let me try that. Let me try that. Yeah, then the that. bar's making more money. Then the band's making more money. And I think they got it figured out. Right. I try to be aware of that. Like, what, like at Tommy specifically, mm-hmm. I do try to, like, I don't know if the tips go to the bands, too. But, like, it's hard to, I know part of the bar tab goes I think, to the I bands. think they do, like, just basically a percentage of what the bar makes, including tips that night. Okay. All I mean, right. Unless, that does make me feel better. Unless they've got, like, a, a guest bartender, maybe they give them more of the tips okay all right well i i just feel like i'm not 100 sure that's because their (laughs) their drinks are so affordable i feel like it's hard for me to support as well as i could without being like all right well i need an uber home now yeah yeah. (laughs) exactly and that's where i've always been too like i always try to be mindful of that but also tip well and right and uh but i've always I've, i've never minded playing there and you know, Love it. not, not getting like, you know, cause we played out there and 12 people have shown up, it happens, yeah. you know, and not all of them are drinking and you know, we make 25 bucks or 30 bucks. Right. That we, those nights have happened and I've never minded that because they provide us with the space to do it in. Right. Just kind of going back to what we were saying earlier, like, you know, I remember having to make a space to do it in. Yes. And so now that there's somebody that's going to let me not only play there, but Hey, but you, I don't you have can, to can, lug the PA in to that do this. Too, yeah, <laughs> right? all that. And, and you can pick the other bands you want to play with. And you, you can right. you can start it when you want to, and you can do it this. You know, that, just having those places, like, you don't have to pay me. That's like, that's that's just icing on the cake right there. Right. And I don't care if that icing is, is thin or if it's thick. It's like, I don't, I, I'll play, I, I like cake without icing. Yeah, <laughs> bingo, yeah. I'm, like, my goal has always been... A, uh, selfishly, like, to just have a good time. Like, mm-hmm. I like to play music with people who connect well on that level and that I like to hang out with, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And also to be able to help a touring band. When they come into town, I want to be able to... Yeah, that, that for to sure. To be yeah. that, that conduit to get them a show or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever... I, we can be and uh you know and hopefully be able to bring them something i'm not really good at that none of my bands have done that yeah so. yeah <laughs> but everybody who came to those shows started a band yeah I'm just, <laughs> <just> like, <laughs> there were seven people there but they all went and started a terrible band afterwards <laughs> i think uh Two, the two is the lowest number of people I've played a show for, at, and it was at the old Tommy's. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was it was still fun. Yeah, like we, I still have, have fun. A, we have a similar story, except at one time there was nobody in the room. 
But there was still a bartender and one guy sitting at the bar. Yeah. Uh, so technically counts. we can count that as two people. But there was uh, one person that would kind of walk in every now and then and <laughs> bob their head and then walk back out. It was a guy from one of the other bands. I guess they were sticking around to see if they got paid. And it's like, uh, man, nobody's getting paid tonight. No, <laughs> not if it's like that. That old Tommy's uh, setup was awesome and mm-hmm. terrible. Like, load in and load out was terrible. Oh, yeah. But, like, the being trapped into that little room, I kind of like... like playing in somebody's bedroom. Yeah, so if, if yeah. If you had, you know, seven people in there, it actually felt like it was Exactly, cool. yeah. It felt, yeah. They might as well have been on stage. You mm-hmm. know, you could have been anywhere in that room. I know one night we played out there, and it was one night where all the bands stuck around to the end of the night, and yes. there was a decent number of people out. It was, And it was it was pretty packed in there. And that was really cool. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, that one night we played and there was nobody in the room. That was pretty cool, too. We yeah, just... that room's pretty big when there's only two people in there. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but, you know, it was cool to have that place. That night that, that that happened to us, there was another band that was supposed to play. And the Seduction was playing down the street at, at, at oh, Snug yeah. Harbor. And, and they kind of looked around and saw there weren't a whole lot of people out there. Like, man, I really like to see the Seduction. I heard them kind of whispering about it. Next thing we know, like, they're gone. Everybody else is gone. It's just us and the other bands. Like Dang. there's nobody else there. They pretty much walked around telling everybody, "Hey, we're gonna go see the Seduction." Oh, that's beat up. And l- later, we I've talked to that guy since one of the guys in that band. The the uh, sound. I'm gonna call you out, <laughs> but <laughs> then we've talked about it since then. He's apologized. He said that was kind of a dick thing to do. Yeah. But you know, whatever. It, it was it was an experience, and we had a great time that night. We we kind of got <laughs> dicked over similarly, but I won't call them out uh, uh, because I'm not as forgiving as you are. Uh, <laughs> I'll say it because I, I I think it's y- fine. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah. No, it it really I'm not was mad fine. About it. And, but uh, they like took the other band and played a house show down the road oh, instead wow, yeah. of the Tommies. And it was just like, okay, cool. Don't be a dick, man. I <laughs> like, mean, I, we I, drove up from South Carolina, you know? Yeah, I, I get it. You look around, there's not many people there. You're like, let's go do something else or whatever your reason is. But it's, it's kind of, it's kind of shitty. Yeah. I mean, I mean you, you, you signed up to play a show, especially you were there. Yeah. Why are you going to leave and go do something else? Right. Yeah. Just, I don't know. I mean, and I've been guilty of that, but like, especially back in the day when I was first, like, I guess, you know, you're learning the ropes of, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, what is it? DIY etiquette. <laughs> if you're playing the show, stick around till the end. Yeah. Like, you're supposed to be there to help support the bands you're playing with. That's the way yeah. I've always felt. Now, there's been times when, you know, for one reason or another, have to work super early. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I mean, somebody from our band always would always stick around in those cases. A hundred percent. And that, nowadays, it's always me because I don't have to work super early right. anymore. So nice. You know, if, if, if Eric's got to leave because he's got to work, that's fine. I'll, I'll be the guy that sticks around till the end. Yeah. Um, but you know, but that's. I think this is the right thing to do. But I've played yeah. with plenty of bands that they play, and then they all every, everybody jets like. Yeah. They don't stick around for any money, or which is fine. But yeah. You know, and it's not about, I mean, it's not about the money, really, to me. It's just like, when everybody are, when the you're the closing band mm-hmm. and you stick around for everybody else's set, you're in the room for them, you're supporting them, and then they all dip. Yeah. I, I guess I've seen it more as the bartender, mm-hmm. where, 
I don't know. The the local closer will get very little support because it's like the openers took the crowd with them. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's. A, I think a lot of that. There's a lot of different reasons for that. It can sometimes just be that the show was booked and the, and the wrong bands were put in the wrong spots. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that's not always a matter of choice. Sometimes it's we can do it, but we can't play last that night right. or whatever. Um, but, you know, I've also seen it in reverse where, like, the band that plays last just shows up right before they play. Yeah. Oh, I've yeah. Seen, I've seen that happen quite a bit, too. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, go, it goes around. It goes both ways. And, and there's a lot of I'm, – I'm not saying that it's, it's necessarily a bad thing, but – no, I'm just, I just I just don't want to be that way. I want to be there to support everybody else. Yes, exactly. I I guess that's it's just my motivation and the whole thing is to help support the scene. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know, playing a show and then just dipping and not saying the other ones. I mean, there's again, there's ex, there's valid excuses yeah, and yeah. reasons like, but I don't know. There shouldn't be an empty room for a touring band if they're closing yeah. or, you know. Well, that's why I think in Charlotte, the there should never be a touring band that closes unless it's a band that has a draw. I, right. Like, you know. But, I mean, you, it, there should always be a local closer. And, yeah. And, and I know it sucks, but because sometimes people don't want to stick around for the last band, but everybody's got to bite that bullet sometime. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't know. You got you to gotta support the hometown, too. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Not just the touring so we kind of got a little bit off track, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was sort of thinking. So, well, we talked about Chase Warren and the Home Records last. Yeah, I think so. Did you do anything after that, or did you take some that, time off uh, playing? I mean, well, no, because I I moved to Charlotte and kind of I I don't know. It's just most of my the people I've been playing with lived in Rock Hill, mm-hmm. uh, and again, I just like. Not super motivated while I'm playing by myself. So yeah, I yeah. really didn't play for. I moved to. Let's see. I'm trying to remember when. I think I moved to Charlotte in 2019. And it went from there's not really a space for it. Mm-hmm. And then there's like pandemic hit and I was working yeah. constantly. And so I really didn't play for at all mm. for maybe two years like i don't know that i picked up a guitar and then have played a couple times with my buddy jake over in mount, mount holly mm-hmm. and and matt from blame it on bart forgot about blame it on bart i was oh, in yeah, that yeah, band yeah, yeah. Too. Blame it on bart. we I, played with y'all too yeah, yeah. <laughs> whiskey bottles on the bedroom floor that might be from the night before my brain is dead my head Bart happened while Chase Warner and the Home yeah, Records was, was going on. The same time. And that's like yeah. a pop punk uh, band, and we made a we went 
and recorded a full length mm-hmm. down in Columbia with uh, Jay Matheson. Yeah, yeah. The Jam Room. At, at the Jam Room, yeah. thank you. And uh, which was really cool. Um, yeah, I'd like to go record with you sometime. Matt, Matt really pushed us to do that. And I'm glad we did because it's just a, a really cool space. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that kind of fizzled just because, I mean, life mm-hmm. just kind of gotten with everybody. Yeah. You know, that and happens. it's just like we can't really be productive. And that was when, whenever my time. I had my times out of out of out of the scene. That was always it's just life happens. Yeah, and and that's I mean it, it's understandable. Like you can't always have time to be in a productive band. That's mm-hmm. why it's that's why it's worth supporting the ones that are able to do it. I mm-hmm. feel like you know because like because to be good at it, you have to put in the work. You mm-hmm. can't just. Half acid. I mean, otherwise you're just going to be playing in your bedroom, like, because yeah. it takes work to do everything, mm-hmm. like to even just booking a show, like it takes work to do that. Oh yeah, it takes. You a have lot. To, yeah, it takes like, a lot of work sometimes. Yeah, especially if you don't have an end. So mm-hmm. like, I don't know, it, it, the people who are doing it and you know actually putting in hours actually out there regularly that's Mm -hmm. it's impressive i feel like you being an example yeah (laughs) i I try it's it's easier now that we're not playing as many shows right (laughs) but but, uh you know i'd like to be playing more and that's that's one thing that that's you know the past 10 months have been kind of frustrating because I feel like we could be doing something and we haven't been doing anything. But if everybody gets better and, and on the other side of this, we're, we're a better band because of it, then that's all good. Right. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see where all that goes. You know, we've got at least one more show coming up. Hell yeah. And then uh, I, I'm, I'm excited to go to the Rooster. I hadn't, hadn't checked it out yet. It's a cool place. Um, I'm, I'm glad to see just more music. Like, they're just... It seemed like for a while venues were just closing mm-hmm. and now like you know Bart Smart is hosting shows mm-hmm. and you know, the rooster and I feel like there's maybe some other spaces I'm missing but I don't know I just like there's, this. Uh, the spoke easy I spoke easy oh I, I saw one show there that yeah. was it was really cool big crowd there mm-hmm. a big young crowd like yeah, yeah. and who seemed really into like straight up punk rock it's like all right there's some hope for the future yeah i want to get out there and see some of those those younger bands they'd love y'all i think like the way they were digging some of those bands there's like an australian band when i went Mm -hmm. um i don't remember the the pa isn't amazing there so it's hard to hear yeah (laughs) like specifics but like it's a cool vibe I've I played those shows where especially like just vocals you can you can kind of hear what's going on yeah. but you just can't hear what they're saying yeah <laughs> and because we pranked it as much as we can without getting feedback yeah and- yeah that's that's kind of one of the major hurdles of playing the kind of music <laughs> when, every loud. time we play, every time we play at Freeman's Pub and I love playing there we'd always have that problem our PA just it was a good do they still have shows 
yeah, they, they still do shows. It just he doesn't do them quite as much, and I think he does like he still has the menders out there, but he does a lot more like singer songwriter, just gotcha. guy in the corner with an acoustic guitar or or like countryish type bands. Gotcha. Um, he would probably still let us play there if we wanted to, right? But he sure money with, with the rooster down the road. I mean, honestly, I, he he makes better money with, when we don't play there. And, yeah. I, and I always appreciated that Brad let us do it. And every time we did, I would even when I thanked him, and I'd always say he doesn't have to let us do this. Yeah, because I know that his other crowds generally brought in more more money. Yeah, we he never did bad when we played. He he always made money. But you know, but now that the Roosters down the road. It's no no slight on Brad because I still love the Freemans. But now yeah, I don't have to drag my venue. I don't have to drag my PA out. And right. Brad still is going to make some money. Right. He's going to make more money than if we were playing there anyway. Yeah. So it's like doing him a favor. And, in a yeah, way. and pr- probably some rollover crowd. They had serve food and stuff. Uh, they used to. I don't think he really does now. Like during the pandemic, he changed a lot of things in that place. Yeah, as and most people. Yeah. He just he he said that that food was was a headache. He had a hard time keeping the same kitchen staff, and so anytime somebody new would come in there, they have to. It Re- was always different, and it just he just. I don't think enough people ordered food there for it to be That's worth, fair. worth the headache, honestly. That's fair. That's the one... I don't know. There's not a lot of late-night food options in Rock Hill like, mm-hmm. like there are in Charlotte. You know, That's where, that's Waffle where we're... Waffle House. That's yeah, Waffle House. <laughs> and, and you got to be picky about which Waffle House, too, you know, because some Waffle Houses just aren't good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't been the one in Kings Mountain in a while, but that's our only option for late night. Yeah. That and... Maybe I think we got one McDonald's that might be open twenty four hours. Yeah, that's that's all Clover has. Yeah. Although there is a uh, Waffle House in Lake Wiley now, so <laughs> we're moving on up. Yeah. <laughs> Late night Wendy's. I need I need like a diner. Yeah, yeah. That we or we need to start hosting shows at the Waffle House. I don't think, I don't think Gastonia has a whole lot other no. than Waffle House. Yeah, I don't think so either. And Waffle House is new, newer in Gastonia mm-hmm. too, right? It hadn't always been there. Well, it's been there for a while. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Okay, pretty much as long as I can remember. A couple of them. Oh, okay. There, there's right. a, there there are a couple of newer ones in Gastonia. Gotcha. Okay. I don't know. I don't think I've ever been to a Waffle House in Gastonia. <laughs> it seems like a combination it's not the to best avoid. Place to go to a Waffle House, <laughs> yeah. although I've, I've been to I've been to them plenty of times. So. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> So I'm trying to figure out kind of how to get back on track here. Uh, to, so I guess sort of what you're currently doing, because I we've, we sort of talked about blaming on Bart a little bit. We didn't really say much about that. It was yeah. it wasn't that long. It wasn't really that that long live. Of a no, band. it was probably a two year yeah. uh, project, and it was already when I joined Blaming on Bart. Sorry for being all over the place. Uh, That's fine. Uh, when Blaming on Bart started, they were already a three piece mm-hmm. and the bass player uh my buddy and nick sampson who was also in mm-hmm. yeah. uh chase Warner and the home records uh he was moving to colorado and i was like hey man i play bass i'll play and so we started playing and then uh our drummer lee uh he had to bail just again life you know mm-hmm. And so we picked up uh, Ryan, who played in Legs with me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we played for about two years. We didn't play a ton of shows, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe really just a handful, just because yeah. 
we were all crazy busy at that time. So it was like, how many times were we going to play the same, you know, eight songs? Yeah. <laughs> you know, on a Wednesday night. I don't know. Uh, so we, we just weren't able to get together and be productive, I guess. Um, but did that uh, end before the pandemic started or? Kind yeah, of, that, or? that ended before the pandemic. I want to say, I know the pandemic kind of ended, ended, ended a lot of bands just because it was a lot of bands that were sort of in that period of like already sort of, it was already kind of tough to get together. Anyway. See, see though, we, I had a band from a hat during that time mm-hmm. that fizzled. That's where squirt, the one that squirt vial okay. came yeah. out of. Um, but that just, for a number of reasons, it fell apart and pandemic was a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, so now I'm, I'm just working at the courtroom mm-hmm. and I'm, uh, playing with this band who is currently named the cannibal nuns. Okay. Um, I don't know if we're going to keep that. That was chosen for us. Oh, okay. Is that, how uh, that because works, of or? the band? Yeah. You, you know, we, just as a placeholder, yeah, we, yeah. we, uh, come up with some squirt vial was the given name. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember what uh, the home records originally was were, but if I'm right, I think their original because Mr. Gold was already a band, and I think they, the original name for Chase Warner in the home records was Homeless Mr. Gold. Um, and of course, Chase had to be like, "No, my name has to be on it," because <laughs> if you don't know Chase Warren. That's sad. That's yeah, Chase yeah, Moore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, so now I'm working at the courtroom, Don't Sweat It, Inc. Uh, and uh, we're getting this band going. I, I don't know if it's going to keep going. I don't know. what. I'm excited about it. You think it. you'll make it to the, the, the show? Oh, case? we'll definitely. I think we'll definitely make it to the is show. It, is there anybody that you played with? previously no or? i haven't played with any of these guys nobody has played together uh ever it's uh stan gibson motel glory mm-hmm. uh Stuart seeley he was in the heavy sandwich okay. um, which played in rock hill a lot uh i don't know 10 12 years ago or so mm-hmm. um and this new guy chris who he's he's a good bit younger than us and but he's like so excited about it. He's never been in a band before, yeah. and uh, he plays trombone. And so we're just gonna get weird, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Just make some sounds and like just just do it. And I, I'm I'm hoping to, that something will continue out of this, yeah, yeah. even if. But I also know that Stan is busy as hell, mm-hmm. like. You can't overtax a drummer like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, because he, Stan plays in Motel Glory and Telepathetics. Yeah, yeah. So, both awesome bands, too. But So, so how, how would you approach, or how do you approach playing with a bunch of people you've never played with? Do you just kind of get together and start jamming on covers until, or does somebody bring ideas? We, we didn't even, this time, we didn't bring covers at all. Uh Stuart just had a couple riffs mm-hmm. that we just started working on, wor- working off of, I yeah. should say. And I will, we're, we're only a couple of practices in, so we're still kind of 
working out how we, I guess, write. Yeah. For like, I, I don't know. I hesitate to call it writing because it's, it's writing for me is just like we jam for a little while and then, mm-hmm. okay, I like this riff. Let's, yeah. let's play this six times and then this four times and then, and, uh, but you know, he just, he brought a couple of riffs that we're ready for. And is it, uh, I've been in a couple of bands where it's like, Hey, I got these, these songs. Let's learn them. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Legs was very organic, I guess. It would just be, like, our drummer just start playing, and then somebody would fall in, either me or mm-hmm. one of our guitar players, and it would just fill out and then make a song, you know? And yeah, other times it's been like, yeah, here, this is what you should be playing here. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not good enough for that. <laughs> I needed to be much less structured. I needed to be kind of loosey peasy. Yeah, yeah. So I don't get bored too. Mm-hmm. Like I'll get bored just playing the same. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't even, I don't play the same thing twice. I don't think <laughs> generally, but I used to say that, but now, now I, we'll play a song, a song we've been playing for, Almost nine years now. Oh, nine yeah. years later. I was going to ask how long y'all um, have been playing. But and, and I'll do the same slides on it every time. I'm like, man, I nailed that. Like, every time without even trying. Yeah. <laughs> like, I used to think I played it differently. No, but I, there, I do. Like, I do. There, there, there's a lot of things I do differently every time we play. Right. Just because I, I, I would get bored playing the same the song exactly the same every time. Yeah. And there's different songs that you may be like feel a little more uh i guess confident to, mm-hmm. to explore yeah, and play yeah. a little more than you normally would or something like that and then our songs also they evolve over time They're like cause you, oh cause yeah you do as they should because as you as you do those little things you go oh that's cool i'm gonna do that's that better than what now. i was doing yeah <laughs> exactly but, that's how it should be if if you're still playing the same song you were playing nine years ago mm-hmm. like why are you still banned? You know what I mean? Like, it should be better than that. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, it is. That's, I like that the, the creative process never really ends on a song. Cause yeah, exactly. It's, I mean, it's always like a. That's why having the live version should be more than just like the recorded version yeah, yeah. with some crowd noise yeah. over it. You know, it should be worth your time. And I, one thing I also love doing is just doing stupid stuff, especially like in practice, not not live, but in practice just to see the reaction of Eric or yes. Ben. <laughs> yes. We all do that sometimes. Ben, Ben's bad about throwing in the heavy metal double bass drum. Yes. That Eric absolutely I, hates. Yes. But, you know, what, he'll do it and he'll look at us and we're like, we saw that we heard it, Ben. What, what's a band <laughs> if it's not about doing shit that the other people don't like yeah it's just you gotta, you gotta have fun you have to it's, have it's, fun. It's fun that's it's all if, if you're it's not, not having f- fun doing it it's you're doing it for the wrong reasons anyway yeah and or, or you're maybe definitely you're not, not doing it for the wrong reasons but you're doing it with the wrong people <laughs> yeah exactly yeah well said yeah yeah you change your band throw your name in the hat <laughs> yeah so i guess they, they do that every year no uh or just maybe like they, you said a minute ago kind of when the pool the pool that's the how it's that's work. how it's been um and I don't know. I, I feel like we're getting a more consistent crowd, I guess, at the mm-hmm. courtroom. We had a really great turnout at the show. We had a show last night. Um, 
I just, I don't know. I feel like it's on the upswing. So, I mean, why not have more bands in Rock Hill? So, Ooh. I'm, I want it to, I want it to be an annual thing, and I want other places to steal the idea. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's a great idea. Yeah, I, I mean, we stole it. So, like, I mean, like you've got a place like a lot of places like Tommy's Pub and Rooster, they all do open mics where people like to get up there. and Right. You know, a lot of times they showcase themselves, but then a lot of times they just get up there and they end up jamming with the other guy that played. Right. And then three or four different people end up on stage. So that's kind of like, that'd be a perfect place to kind yeah, of absolutely get those would. kind of people together. Yeah. And especially if it's, I mean, it's, it's going to be hard to start a band if you don't live in Rock Hill. Mm-hmm. To come and practice every day for, or every, twice a week in Charlotte or whatever your schedule is, and it's so if you have it within each scene, mm-hmm. it grows the whole scene. You yeah. know, Gastonia, the Rooster, steal this idea. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I I don't know. I just, I just if you haven't been in a band before, you should be. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't. There's plenty of bands who have members who aren't musically talented <laughs> but it still works for mm-hmm. the band <laughs> you know what i mean uh i don't know it's just fun it's something everybody should do yeah and that's a great idea because i think a lot of musicians too like don't really want to answer ads or like i, I know i know plenty of people that play guitar but they don't they don't play in a band I'm like why don't you play in a band well just like writing my own music and playing oh you write me, your me own and, music him, just him, for him buddy, like uh, this one kid i know him and his buddy get together and they make music together but they don't really have a band like you know start a band yeah but i don't really know anybody, anybody else that plays well then here's a good opportunity to do that, yeah you know? exactly or does open mics i i've never done an open mic or I've spent I've a lot of time I've hung, been hanging to out them, but I've not gotten on stage yet. I've, I might eventually, but I've got to practice some stuff. <laughs> I want to, I want to uh, do a really weird open mic set of just like theremin or something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in I a place where really playing, w- playing like a, this ten minute bass solo song. Yes, <laughs> quiet. Like every time somebody <laughs> st- starts talking, be like, "No, I'm not done." I'm about to get to the Seinfeld part. Oh, another question I want to ask you about the uh, don't sweat it. I keep wanting to say the courtroom, but it's just the same thing. Right. But you, you don't have shows. You don't have shows like every weekend, do you? It's- no, we don't. Uh, our current, I'll say, schedule is about once a month, mm-hmm. um, and. Hopefully that will grow, but we're all still working full time jobs, you yeah. know. So, um, and we don't have a dedicated space. Mm-hmm. Like we can use the courtroom, but you know, we don't. We have to book that well in advance. So, so other other things are being used in that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah there's the meetings yeah, and yeah. other events and you know wedding receptions mm-hmm. and stuff. We. It's an empty room when we start, and it's an empty room when we're done. Yeah. Um, and we do have a bar again. That's where I'll be. I'll be over at the yeah. bar. Um, but uh, yeah, I I would like us to have more, but I think right now one a month is mm-hmm. not overbearing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and especially now because we just last year switched over to a nonprofit. Yeah, we've been doing sh- Mike, I should say, has been doing shows at the courtroom since uh, I want to say 2010. Mm-hmm. That could be wrong, wrong, but 2010, 2012, somewhere in that region. Um, and then we just officially made it an, uh, you know, official filed, uh, I forgot what the designation is for it to be a nonprofit last year. Um, so, and that, I don't know, that basically just, we can accept donations now, Mm. you know, and I don't know, (laughs) get tax (laughs) credits, maybe. That kind of opened the door for being able to to do the bar, like, more legitimately. Well, we we were doing it legitimately. We had an alcohol permit for every show, um, and we still do. Um, But we were doing shows through the Arts Council Mm -hmm. before, um, and now we're a little more independent of that. Okay. Um, And we were locked into the courtroom. Mm-hmm. And only that, but we're not a hundred percent sure on the future of our access to that. Yeah, yeah. And so you know, this kind of frees us up for that, mm-hmm. for other options, for another space, or even individual events at different venues. Yeah, you know, yeah. we can do theoretically do an event at a Snug Harbor or a Tommy's, mm-hmm. but I don't know. That's that's several more meetings down the oh, road. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I do recommend like if people can get out there and see a show. Oh, please do. See it. It's, 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 it's such awesome, a cool venue yeah. to see or such a, it's a great building on a regular day. Yeah. Yeah. There's, you know, just the, they don't make buildings like that mm-hmm. anymore. There's like really elaborate design on the ceiling and, you know, a huge spiral staircase and, there's normally an art show going on in, a, in the hallway. Mm-hmm. So there's local art throughout it that is being showcased. And then you add in, there's a kick-ass band playing, or four. Mm-hmm. And it's affordable. There's cheap drink prices and n- no liquor, just to be clear. Yeah. There's a lot of people that come up and they're like, we don't have liquor. No, because that's a whole nother. <laughs> that's a whole nother permit that's going to cost more money than uh, than we have right now, which is very little. Um, but let me. I was looking up that show. Um, our next show, though, is Telepathetics, Pretty Baby, ADHD, and Scars of the Fallen, mm-hmm. and that's uh, March third. It's Friday night. Okay, uh, and we've been booking a lot of shows in conjunction with the arts council and their, uh, first Fridays. Mm -hmm. So the first Fridays of most months, we try to do that. And there's several art, uh, there's several like little music events going on. And it's mainly the singer songwriter type stuff at other venues around town, all walkable. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, art galleries are opened up and it's just, we're trying to do stuff in conjunction with them just because there'll be more people downtown, you know, and last night, at least that seemed to work. So hopefully, uh, we can continue that. I'm still trying to find the, uh, that other 
show, but I'm 90% sure it's March 24th. Okay. Do you, do you want me to make a couple of takes on it so you can? <laughs> March 25th. <laughs> March 26th. No. It is March 24th. I had it in my Okay, so March calendar. 24th, you can go see. You can see whatever, whatever the, the name of the, the cannibal nuns. <laughs> uh, what was the other name? We just talked about another name recently. Um, Resurrectum. Maybe <laughs> what we changed the name yeah. to, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's going to be weird, but I think we're going to be pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited about it. I, I'm going to try to come to that show for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I think that's the weekend we record, but I can probably still do that. <laughs> listen, your band can record in record time, y'all. Yeah, yeah we, we usually do. Yeah, <laughs> and if it's because it sounds like it's, I think it's Friday night. Yeah, it's yeah. a Friday night. Okay. Yeah. We'll be recording Saturday morning, so. Oh, you're good. Can, you're probably, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just Rock Hill. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. I appreciate you coming out here. And uh, oh, thanks for having this. me, man. I, I'm going to go look through all your records now. Okay, okay that's fine. <laughs> Check my bag <laughs> yeah. before I leave. This has been a Gabba Gabba Hunt Media Production. You know, when I was doing the Patreon, it was cool to have, like, bonus stuff. But yes. even that was hard to, like, go back and get motivated to put together. And then, so I eventually just shut the Patreon down. I'm like, I thanked everybody for their help and you know, apologize for the lack of content. Dude, yeah, that's that's a lot to keep up with. Uh, you might bathroom right there. Yeah, I'm going to use the bathroom before we start, too. Let's take turns. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that's a good idea.